All right, guys. You already know what time it is. You hear the voice. Let's get us some intro music going today. Hold on. Let me let me let me see what we're gonna play today. Let's see what we got over here. Got a freezer by currency. Y'all just listen to this. I know you guys have missed the voice. I missed you guys. I miss hearing my own voice. I miss hearing myself talk. It's been a been a long month. A lot of a lot of events going on. Jen's doing her thing. She's alive and well and healthy. We're still friends. We talk every day. I'm alive and well and healthy too. And I hope you guys are alive and well too. Got a got a few things to talk about. Lots of listener mail. Lots of updates. Uh some information about some upcoming episodes i think we got a lot of good questions i like when we go on these little sabbaticals and uh we take our break for our own personal mental health and sanity and you know just getting shit done that we gotta do like we have more things in life to do than just this but i appreciate every last one of y'all for hanging in there with me good morning good afternoon good evening good night wherever you are in the world Just let y'all enjoy these tunes for a little bit. Let's see what we got on the docket. Let's see what we got. Let me get into it. Just ride out to the smooth tunes. This won't be a very long podcast, but it'll be long enough. All right, there we go, guys. All right, guys, welcome to, actually, I was supposed to check and see what episode it is. I think it's 64, but do not quote me. Uh, this is what happens when you be gone too long. This is what happens. Let's see. 63, actually. I thought I, I thought I knew it was 63. I knew I wasn't crazy. Um... Welcome back to episode 63 of I Don't Have a Name for This Yet podcast. I'm your host, A1, and Jen is not here today, but she will be back very soon. We have lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk to you guys about, because we, we've been holding on to some stuff that we were supposed to share with each other on the show. At least I wanted to share something on the show, and we just haven't gotten to it, but we're going to get there. We're definitely getting there soon. We both we both will make sure we do this. Um. Let's see, where do I want to start? Let's see, where do I want to start? No, yeah. So we're going to start with probably one of the biggest things for me or something that affected me. Well, I'll say the two things that affected me the most recently is the Amal Aubrey trial. And I, well, Actually, let's start with Kyle. I don't want to start with Kyle. We'll, we'll start with Ahmad, but just follow along. Well, you know, we had the Kyle Rittenhouse trial with his self-defense case that he was trying to make, and the Ahmad Aubrey murder happened here in Georgia and Brunswick in Glen County, Georgia. It's real. It's a real rural area. Not, you know, like it's not. It's not a high population there. But long story short, it's a lot of. There's still a lot of tension between black and white people. There's a lot of race is always an issue there. And there's always going to be a, a way because some people just don't want to let go of the old way of doing things or a morally wrong way of doing things. But that's besides the point. Well, it's not, but it is. So everyone was waiting around for the verdict. I was waiting around for it. And I honestly, you know, after looking at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and I'll tell you guys my feelings on that, I honestly thought that they might have a chance of getting away. But you can't beat what you see on footage, especially if it's allowed to be in court. Because, you know, one thing that wasn't allowed in in court in the Kyle case is, uh, is some video footage, but I'll get into that. But you have three older white men on tape committing a murder and it's kind of hard to beat that and just some of the things that they were just saying like you know like about him and trying to like villainize him and like all the the dash cam or body cam footage that came out about him being arrested or, or not arrested but 
you know, stopped by the police or, you know, like temporarily detained on the side of the road. I guess he was chilling in his car in a park. You know, they were just trying to like villainize him. They were victim. There was a victim blaming basically and trying to villainize the victim because indeed he is a victim. Like I, I understand that that people may do things. People may say things like in the video. He was definitely frustrated, but that doesn't make him a bad person like a lot of people might feel like that's their only day off chilling and you send the police out to harass me basically and that's exactly what was going on and um like just seeing some of these things I, I just knew what they were trying to do they were trying to spin it they were trying to spin doctor the whole situation to benefit their end and that's just kind of how they do they they you know they have to make try to make people who could potentially be jurors have a certain thing in their mind going into it they have to try to paint him a certain way even even the uh the defense attorney for one of the uh gentlemen i want to say it was the, it was the blonde lady like just the way she described him like they have to try to paint a picture and like i get it because legally you can do that you have to do that because that's what you're trying to do or that's what you're trying to use to help um you know, exonerate or free your client. You know, that's what she has to do. That's her strategy and her defense role, you know, but it doesn't make it right. And, you know, I wouldn't stoop to those tactics as a lawyer, but who What am I? Who am I to judge, you know? Like, as a lawyer, like, that's probably something she felt like she could and, you know, and and would do. So, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to describe nobody in that in that manner, the way they described him, talking about his long legs, his his dirty toenails, his feet were out, like just just some of the stuff, just how they describe people making him sound inhuman, which goes in favor of them if they can get the the jury to believe these things. So all that said, I I honestly thought that there was a slim chance that he could get away, especially watching how the Kyle Rittenhouse trial played out. But I know that his family was relieved i'm glad his family can finally get you know i guess if you can call this justice you know i like to call it the injustice system but I, they've been saying this justice for for his murder like i'm gonna roll with it too for now but i do believe we have a, a injustice system here because justice is never really served justice favor the rich justice favor the people who who have uh, options and resources or the wealthy or people who have money and money always gives you options, but it, it, it seldomly favors people who don't have those things. So it was good to see that one time they actually got it right for once out of all the things they've gotten wrong. And don't get me wrong, they've gotten things right before, but just in the climate that we're in as a nation, like it's, it's, it's just good to see that that they got it right, like they did the right thing and not let, you know, typical things that have always happened be a factor in the decision that the jury made. So it was really good to see that. And um, I was happy. Like, like, like I know people, some people may not want to hear this because there are murderers. They were convicted of murder. They're probably not going to get out. Hopefully they don't. But... It, it was sad because everybody involved, like, you know, the, the, the murderers and the victim, everybody lost something because of a few bad choices. And, you know, it just show you how, how life can change for you in an instant. So on one hand, you got a mod losing his life and his mom losing a son or an uncle or somebody losing a cousin, a brother or a potential father to, you know, to, to a child one day. And then on the other hand, you got three murderers losing, you know, their family losing them. You know, like their fam their their brother, their husband, their uncle, their grandpa is going away forever. All because somebody decided to play, you know, Robocop, basically. And it's it's sad because I hate to see anybody go to jail because that's not a that's not something I would wish on anybody because it's rough. That's rough on all parties involved. Now, if you did your crime, I get it. And I know people are going to say, like, well, they did what they did. This is the price you pay. But is it? You know, like, what's this? But is it? Is it the price that we have to pay? Especially, like, if we're all believing some form of religion and Christianity, and we, whoever we believe in as a higher power, they're the only person that can judge you. Now you got 12 people deciding your fate or six people deciding for however many jurors they want to have 
decide on your fate. I think they had 16 in this case. Um, but, you know, and so for me, it's always a, a bittersweet moment because I hate to see somebody just throw their life away like that. And I also hate to see even more someone just take a life just like that and just, just destroy someone's whole future, the whole line of succession from that that point on. So I went into it looking at it like that. And that's I don't care what case it is. I'm always looking at it like that, like because somebody just 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 making the wrong decision has now ruined their life. So, you know, but I am glad to see that something happened to them because oftentimes things don't. And the fact that they weren't arrested for 72 days says a lot like this could have went right under the rug. This could have been like so many other cases where where a certain type of white person commits a crime against one black person or black people. And it always gets swept under the rug, especially in a place like in the south of Georgia, like southeast Georgia. Like it's a lot of that old rhetoric down there, like a lot of those old ways and stereotypes and and things like that down there. Like if you've ever been there or or, or have relatives or friends or anything like that down there, you know what it's like. Like, I grew up hearing stories of my grandma tell me about just how, like, the Klan would just basically terrorize. But not my family because I come from a family of fighters. My great-grandma <laughs> didn't play that shit. Like, she, from what I heard, she ain't playing that shit. And they never really fuck with her because she was going to fight back. But they would try to terrorize the people who they felt like they can pick on. And, and to this day, like, they people try to pick on people who they feel like they can beat up. It's, 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 it's just like any other bully. It's just they're a group. They pick on people who they feel like they can do it to. And sad to say that they feel like they can do it to black people, but they knew not to try that shit with certain people. And we can go down the line talking about some of these things. We could talk about the Oklahoma massacre and how they fought back, and that's why they brought the military in, because they got their ass whooped, just like a lot of other times. You know, but that's just what it is. So, again, a lot of these things do go swept up under the rug. Like, there's also a case I think I might have been – in college at the time where they rode one of these it was a wrestler in one of these like southern i think it's lowes county like they rode him up in a, in a gym mat a wrestling mat and put him behind the bleachers and no one knows who did it to this day like people suspect that a father and son duo had something to do with it but they also had some some inside pool with like the district attorney or, or one of the investigative agencies down there or that was handling the case at the time, but they still trying to figure it out, but they got a cover-up going on. So it's easy for someone to cover up something like this and make it seem like it not happened because a lot of time, a lot of people who are victims don't have the resources to fight back. They don't have the means to do so. Or it's just you're just you're just not the right color. Or you just don't have the right face. You don't have the right name. So a lot of times this is what happens. So it was good to see that. I'm glad that his mom can finally get some semblance of of justice, whatever that looks like for her, whatever that means for her. And, you know, and finally, like, begin to move forward because losing a child, like, I've never lost a child, but that's one of my fears. Like, I don't ever want my mama to get a call saying one of her kids is is ain't here no more. I, I can only imagine how she's going to look. Like, that's that's not right. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on anybody else. So it's good to see that she can kind of try to move forward, be strong and move forward. And, you know, try to live her life in remembrance of him. Um, I do think that some of those lawyers, they were, to me, they just kind of came off as prejudice. Like, just the way they described him, I said. Then when they had Jesse Jackson come down, it was like, how many more black preachers do we need to come down here? Like, how many preachers does the, the Aubrey family know? Oh, they don't want any more black preachers down there or civil rights activists. They're becoming the maker of the show. They think they're going to sway the jury. Like, a lot of things that they were saying just, just didn't make, like, I get it. They're defense attorneys. They have to try to figure out any angle they can get. But but just how how it comes across, how it sounds, is exactly how it felt to me. It came off as just just kind of like tone deaf and you know potentially prejudiced, you know. So you know, and I, and I get it. Like I said, I get that their defense attorneys they got to do their job for their client, and this you know ain't no rules in in war kind of, and that's kind of how it is. But it it was kind of disgusting to hear some of the things that they were saying. And, um, 
You know, like I was kind of nervous that uh that it wouldn't go that way, and that it was gonna be riding. It was gonna people be losing their mind, like from because from what I was hearing and some of the things I've seen, it looked like it was gonna go down. Like you got the Black Panthers out there, you got crowds on either side, you know, pro right, pro left, or whatever on each side out there, black white. It was a lot of factors rolling around, a lot of groups rolling on. Like it could have got ugly, but I'm glad that it didn't. I'm glad that people were able to assemble and peacefully protest or show their support in a uh in a in a civil fashion for the most part, you know. And um yeah, what else? It was something else I wanted to talk about with that. But I don't understand like how I think for me from what I got after thinking about it because I was going to record this the day after or the night after they released the verdict. But I was like, no, let me take some time to digest this because the week before we just got the cow case and that was heartbreaking um, to me. But it, it was to be expected. I will say that. But I also thought that it may go the way it sounded like it should have went. But um, I think I was like going to say, no, nah, I lost my, lost my track. Um Oh, the moral of the story for me was is that uh, everybody should just mind their own damn business. Just mind your own fucking business. Stop trying to be RoboCop, top flight security. Stop trying to be pretend police or pretend uh, soldier. It, it just seems like certain people in the world just just take being a soldier, being a police officer, being an FBI agent to the extreme. It's like a lot of wannabe vigilantes out there. And that's exactly what we saw vigilantism at its finest. Like it's the class act, the perfect example of what it is. Like you can't, like I, like I was telling a couple of people that work with me when I was a kid, when I was growing up in the 2000s, it was a housing boom. And everybody was getting like the two level modern suburban houses that you kind of see today. And in my neighborhood, it was plenty of empty houses. Like on my street, there was empty houses. In the neighborhood, like our phase two of our neighborhood, which was literally across the street, had so many unfinished houses. And we would, as kids, as middle schoolers, go inside these houses, look around, and dream. Look around and dream. We didn't take anything. We didn't destroy anything. We may have played hide and go seek. We may have hid in the house and ran out but we weren't like actually in the house going upstairs because oftentimes they didn't have that they just had the framework of what you can see in the house maybe some walls like the outside of the house was up but nothing else but we would you know we would just do stuff as kids and so when they told me that he was just going inside a house like it didn't strike me as odd because that's some shit that i've done and even if i saw somebody going there it wouldn't strike me as odd even if i hadn't done it maybe they're dreaming we're not allowed to dream we're not allowed to visualize we're not allowed to to do any of those things like i could be a potential buyer you don't know what i'm in there for and that can go both ways you don't know if i'm in there to steal or not but what is he gonna steal a couple pieces of wood a drill and on the tape you saw that he didn't take anything maybe that was just he was just wanting to see the progress Maybe he just wanted to see the progress. Maybe that's the place he decided to rest, get away from it. And we don't know. But as a kid, in the way that I think, it just seems like maybe he was just going there to just to check it out, check the progress, to dream. Maybe one day this house could be mine. Maybe one day I could have a house like that. And that echoed loudly to me, which is why I, you know, originally got back to my, my original point was that everybody lost something. But mostly Ahmad's family, like they lost him. I don't care who he was as a person, what you thought about him. Nobody deserves to die that way. And especially at the hands of vigilantism. Like you just can't do that. Like you, you can't provoke a problem and then say, well, he tried to attack me. I guarantee you, if anyone were to put me in that situation, I'm going to fight back too. You're not going to come up to me threatening me, especially if I'm minding my own business. It'd be different if I was out there acting crazy. Then fine. I may have an ass whoop become. I may deserve to get by the sun. But if I'm not bothering anybody, I'm going to behave that same exact way. I'm not going to let anybody threaten my life. I'm not going to let anybody intimidate me. Most people don't because I'm bigger than most people. Like, I am just am. So it's like, you know, and, and people who know me know I'm happy. I like to smile, I like to play, I like to joke. I'm never looking for confrontation, but I'm not going to run away from it either if you bring it to me. 
I'll try to avoid it as much as possible. But if you bring it to me, I'm going to bring it back to you back. And you're not going to like the result that you get. And so I understand him on that level. And I think most people do. Mind your own fucking business. If you see a crime being committed, call the police. That's their job. Let them do that. That's what they get paid for. I don't care if they don't get there or not. They didn't catch him this time. They'll catch him next time. But his life could have, you know, you know, a death could have been prevented. A crime could have been prevented if y'all would just mind your own fucking business and stop taking everything into your own hands. And like they said, they had white people going there, people that they know were stealing shit. They didn't go after them. They went after the black man. You know why? And in my mind, why I feel like that? Because of the shit that I've seen, the shit that I've personally experienced. Is because you're, you have these things called implicit biases and microaggressions. So when you have an implicit bias, you have a bias that you don't even fucking know about. It's just there. You're just going to do it. So you're already pre, you know, preconditioned to think a certain way about a black person. Or oh, he was strong. He looked like an athlete. You know why? Because they always say we were good for labor. They always bred the strongest, the biggest slaves. And then when you fast forward to now when you look at how football players are built it's the same shit same shit people don't want to get into that i might not get into that today because that shit get deep like just well i'm gonna give you a little taste of it most teams in nfl are owned by majority white people i'm gonna just throw that out there so just think about it this person owns a team in quotation marks the team consists of mostly what kind of players black players who paid them to do a certain type of work. Granted, a lot of slaves didn't get paid, but people argue they had food, room, and board. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. Some people argue that they had room and board. But when you're when you're dictating what people can and cannot do, you can't smoke weed, you have to have this COVID shot, you, you can't get in any trouble, or you have to do what they want you to do in order to be a part of the organization. And then guess what you do? You have a draft. You have a draft where basically like how they will line people up on the uh, the slave auction blocks and you do that. It goes to the highest bidder or the first round draft pick goes to this person. Whether they paid for that spot or not, we don't know, but we can argue that they do. And that's exactly what you had. You try these people out. You go to the player combine. You have them doing all these stunts and tricks. There's some of the same shit they would have the slaves do back in the day to prove their worth or to prove their value he can live three bales of hay or whatever grain whatever it is this person can run a four four flat or four three or four two or they can they can deadlift 300 pounds or whatever it is their vertical jump is 60 inches whatever it's the same shit to me but i'm not gonna go down into that because that shit gets deep when i really break it down for you guys um i'm gonna pause this for a second brother was trying to get my address again but anyway so i'm gonna just stop there but it's just you're just preconditioned to believe certain things about black people just how they like i said how they described him he was about 5'10 he looked like he was gonna run me over he looked like he could you know like he just looked strong and all these different things that is you know they try to use those things some favoring things to to make some unfavoring comments and you know try to try to get their ass out of trouble basically you know like these are good attributes but they've you know given them a negative connotation in this uh in this instance and it's it's just it's just sad to see that people still go to these links to just just feel like they can do whatever they want to do to black people and i'm frankly i think black people are sick of it but i think in these small towns where this happens a lot of the times we see them on the news I think they just feel like they can do it because, you know, it's that's just what it is, I, you know. But I, it doesn't make it right. It's, it's just kind of sad. But the moral of is mind your own damn business. Stop taking the law into your own hand. You know, everybody got a gun, ain't equipped to use them. And the sad thing is that the dad was some type of law enforcement before. He had ties to the district attorney. They tried to cover the shit up. Now she getting charges pending. You know, it's just a lot that went into that. All y'all had to do We'll stay y'all dumbasses in the house. And in a way, I kind of felt bad for the guy who filmed it because allegedly, quote unquote, he just filmed it. But you try to run the man over with the truck, man. 
Like you instigated, you put fuel on the fire just like them. But because your dumb ass wanted to go help your your buddies, now your ass is in the fire too. What all y'all had to do was just stay home. Like, yeah, you didn't pull the trigger. I get it. I get it all fine and dandy, but you helped instigate the situation. Because it didn't have to go that way. Y'all should have just stayed in y'all goddamn houses and get back in that stupid ass pickup truck and go back up the street. But y'all come running down the street. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But y'all didn't do that to nobody else. People can argue that, hey, maybe they just, maybe they were just fed up. This is the day they were going to take it into their own hands. Yeah, but they, 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 they chose to do it on somebody they know they can get away with it with. Not saying that they could take him or anything, but because he's black, this may be able to get swept up under the rug. Because to a lot of people, we, we people still feel that uh, black people may not be valuable or that they're less than. Like There's a large percent of people in the world who think that. You can go online right now, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Turn on the news. You can, you can look and see. Look at your own government. You can look and see. But there are a large group of people who still feel like that. And like it's sad. But, you know, I am glad that his mom was able to get some type of justice. Like, there's no price you can pay for taking somebody's life to me. There's no, there's no amount of money you can give me for any, you know, any wrongdoing. Like, when you take somebody's life in that fashion, like, that's, that's just crazy. If it's an accident, fine. Fine. I, I can forgive you for that. But some things you just don't come back from, and that's one of them, especially if you don't took my child's life because you want to be RoboCop or Super Soldier or whatever you think you are. But it just, to me, I just feel like people need to come together instead of finding lines to separate each other and drive each other apart. I really feel like that. I feel like if we communicated more, we came together as a group, and looked at everybody just as humans and stopped being divisive. Well, I'm I'm Jewish, I'm German, I'm black, I'm Hispanic. And stop drawing these divisive, invisible lines and putting up these inferior bar- invisible barriers and fences. We might be all right. And just look at everybody just as human. Before anything else, we're human. So when people ask me, what are you? I don't even want to tell them my, what, what race I am anymore. I just want to say I'm a human because that's all it should be. You, 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 you're a little darker than me. You're a little lighter than me. You have no color. I have all the color, whatever it is. My hair is this way. My eyes is this way. Yours is not whatever. We're just humans. When people say, do you have any pets? They say, I have a dog. I have a cat. And they leave it at that. Until you ask what kind of cat, what kind of dog. Then they'll tell you, but people say, I got a dog. We got two dogs. You don't say I got two black kids and one white kid or, or, or whatever. You just say dogs. Because before anything else, that's what they are. Trees. There's so many variety of trees. But we always just say tree. I don't hear anybody just coming out saying, oh, I'm going to cut down a pine tree today. Unless you're an arborist, tree cutter. Or anybody that's like into those things, but the average person just say, I got trees in the backyard. I don't know what kind of trees. My grandma might have said it was an oak tree, but that's it. But you don't hear people just just going to do that. Before anything, we're human. And I think from this day forward, that's what I'm just gonna start putting on there. Human. I'm like, stop, you know, and just stop having these labels like, oh, I'm from I'm from Georgia, I'm from New York, I'm from Texas. Like this all is one piece of land, but we let some invisible barriers, some invisible lines, a sign in the in the in the road say that I'm I'm a Texan, I'm a Floridian, I'm a Georgian, I'm a you know, whatever. And it just becomes divisive because then it's like them against us, you against me. And I think a lot of it has a lot to do with that. But at the end of the day, guys, mind your own fucking business. If you see a crime, if you see something, say something for sure. Call the proper authorities. But don't take don't take it into your own hand. Don't take it into your own hand because a lot of mistakes can be, be lost and out. Four people don't lost their lives. One person is, is literally dead and in the ground, and then one, three other people may not see the light of day ever again. You have life sentences. You're already old enough to die in jail. Think about that. You have a slow death. Somebody got a quick one. You have a slow death. But anyway, we're going to move on. Rest in peace to Maude Arbery. And my condolences and thoughts go to his family. 
Rittenhouse trial. Now, this had everybody at work on the edge of their seat. We watched that verdict of not guilty come down, and I think it just it you can just you can just see the hurt on people's faces because it made you feel like we don't have a justice system. We really have an injustice system for real. Like I stopped everything I was doing to watch. I stopped everything I was doing to watch Ahmaud Arbery, and I knew exactly what I was doing. I was processing some scopes that we had done that day. I pressed pause and I just kind of st- stood there and just was like, just read it out. And I did the same thing when they when they did the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I remember exactly how I felt. And I was nervous. My heart, my the anxiety I had was up, which is why I didn't want to report on or give my give my opinions on these things at that time. I had to you know digest and decompress and go from there. Um, but yeah, like it's it's just sad. Like for me, this kid is seventeen years old. The judge was just to me. I thought the judge was already just biased already. He was just seemed like he was unfair. How do you admit evidence? Um, dismiss evidence from a court proceeding? Like he said on camera that I wish I had my AR right now. I would shoot some of these fuckers. I, I mean, I was like some. Um, I was I was fire some rounds at these fuckers. That means he has intent to kill. He's 17 thinking about shooting people. I don't know too many 17-year-olds who think that way. I know we can we can we can look at some of the shit that happened in our own city, but you running to shoot people for what? Because they protesting? Because they're rioting? You want to protect businesses that you don't own, you have no ties to? So you mean to tell me if I burn down a building, you can shoot me? Cause that's basically what it says to me that you can take your gun and go out there and protect some shit because you're protecting businesses. So people, we now favor business over the lives of people. And it ain't now this is how it's been going. People care more about money and materials than they do other people. And that's sad, but you can go out here with your gun shoot three people kill two wound one or was it four people and get away with it you afraid for your life because someone hit you with a skateboard so that legally justifies you to shoot somebody with an assault rifle Like that doesn't make sense. Oh, the teacher came at me with with the scissors too fast. I can body slam it. No, like that's crazy. Like granted, they did hit you, but you're probably out there terrorizing people. They have videos showing you terrorizing people. And after you say shit like, I wish I had my AR right now, I will fire live rounds at these fuckers. When you get a gun, that comes with a lot of responsibility. You drove your dumb ass all the way from which, um, from where did he come from? Illinois to Wisconsin. So in my mind, I'm follow me, guys. You drove from where you live, meaning you have to leave your home, go to a whole nother city, whole nother state with a gun. That means you thought about it. The consequences, you can you could die or somebody else could die. You may have to use your gun, you may not. Any gun owner knows that that's that's what it is. Don't pull it unless you plan to use it. You, well, you had the shit out, buddy. So to me, you have intent on using it. You went there to protect by any means necessary. Any the meaning of any has never changed for me. Any means any and all. Whatever. So to me, this is, to me, and granted, the court can argue whatever they can court. He acquitted, fine and dandy, but it's still wrong. You can argue that it's self-defense, fine. You're afraid of a skateboard, big whoop. But what about the people out there that you're terrorizing? That pro- that a lot of them did not have guns. One person did have a gun, but you know he didn't. He wasn't brandishing his. He wasn't trying to use his on you because if he wanted to, he could have. But he tried to take you down. And you felt like you had to fire off your rounds. Like that's just crazy to me. That just says intent. That implies intent on so many levels for me. 
You drove from your house with your Actually let me go back Let me go back Your mom drove you Operative word here is mom Your mom drove you From your house Which is in a different state To another state To defend property Because you want to be one of the Rambo boys Like the rest of those groups out there I mean the, the, the people out there and I'm just I'm just tired of people not calling it what it is. Call them terrorists. Y'all called the Black Panthers terrorists. Y'all called them a terrorist group or a hate group. But y'all never called the other groups what they are. Call it what it is. But you so but you're not quick to, you're not quick to vilify yourselves or people who identify that you identify with. But whenever somebody else is different, you fear them. People fear what they don't understand. They destroy what they can't change. And you vilify people who do not look like you. So call it what it is. Why is it okay for the Panthers to be called terrorists, but you won't call the people who stormed the White House terrorists? Everybody's a domestic terrorist that that doesn't look like you. Like that's not right. So to me, it's just implied intent. It was very heartbreaking to see, you know, people saying, oh, it was this, it was this. Like, yeah, white people died, but, which is another reason why I thought it was going to go a different way because some white people died. I honestly did. And I'm not trying to make this a racist thing, but I really did think that was going to go a different way because now you've killed people who, that time and time again, society has shown us or or proven us that, they, that their lives are valuable and some other people aren't. So I honestly thought something was going to come from this, but it didn't. But I know why I didn't, and I'm going to break that down a little bit. I'm trying not to get too deep into it because I want to talk to Jen about both of these because I haven't heard. We've talked a little bit about it, but we ain't, we ain't really getting into it. It's a lot. But when I thought about it that day they was getting the verdict, and I, I talked to one guy, and we were talking about that I think he might get off. And I'm going to say I don't even think it's a, a self-defense thing. It ain't it ain't the right to to defend yourself. It ain't the right to bear arms. There's nothing about the second amendment. It's it's about sending a message to people who support Black Lives Matter and people most of all who protest. Think about it. They're out there protesting because a black man was shot seven times in the back by the police officer. So black people, white people, Hispanic people, Asian, but everybody got it because it's not all whites. It's not all blacks. It's not all whatever race you want to throw out there doing and not doing or on black lives or not on black lives because it's it, it the you know, it's, it's spread out. But they're sending a message to people who might try this again later that if someone shoots you, it's on your own. You're on your own when you have. Trump last year saying if you see anybody processing run the motherfuckers over they passed laws that if someone gets ran over during a protest by a car that nothing can happen to them in certain states I forgot what state that was I meant to talk about on the podcast before but it wasn't that long ago that's the message they're trying to send that if you go out there, you're going out there on your own will, which we all know, but you can also die because you're protesting. Like, it, it's just crazy. But it was heartbreaking to see um, the people who lost lives there. And you you just never know. Like, now they just kind of treat him like a golden boy. And, you know, now they're trying to make a, a political figure, trying to use him. You know, like, he's like, he's not like a mascot. And, you know, I don't know. It's just a lot, but I know one thing. I'm gonna provide some humor here because I know it's been pretty heavy. But if y'all seen his mom, the way I seen his mom, she looked like the Chucky doll, and I hate saying that, but she did look like the Chucky doll. And her pupils were super dilated, like her pupils were so open, like it was dark in the room. But you can tell that they have ring lights and and strobe lights, uh, you know, proper lighting. They're shining on it, but your eyes shouldn't be that, be that dilated. Like it's crazy. Like her eye, her pupils were wide ass open like she was in the dark. Your eyes only do that to take in more light. And when it's bright outside, the 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 black part of your eye, for those who don't know, the aperture of your eye, just like in the camera, gets smaller because it needs less light to see. But your eyes are wide open. So what are you on? But she did like the Chucky doll to me. But I think some charge should have been put on her too if if they were going to. 
because you drove him. You were part of the crime. I just seen somebody else on the news not too long ago. Mom gets uh gets charged to put on her. I think it might be that Michigan shooting that just happened because of something. Like it's just it's just wild. It's just wild. I'm gonna find out more about it, but it's just wild to see. But you know, just you know, guys, just be safe out there because people don't care about people anymore, if ever, if at all. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's just it's just been a lot, man. It's been a, it's been a it's been a heavy week, heavy month, heavy month. Um. I know I was talking to one guy about how to build better communities, but more specifically, better black communities. Hold on one second. Hello? 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 All right. But yeah, we were talking about, you know, how to just to build better communities and better black communities and, you know, to be more specific and, you know, just help people that are in need. Because when you think about it, every, I ain't gonna say every, but most other cultures, creeds, ethnicities, whatever, whatever you can say, um, has their own bank. They have their own grocery stores. They kind of keep their money in their community. The average, the dollar, I said on the podcast before, maybe in 20, 2018, maybe, maybe even 2019, that the uh, black dollar only stays in the community eight hours before it uh, leaves. The other the other communities can keep their money in their communities. And I think it's partly because we don't have our own infrastructure. Um, like we don't have our own libraries, our own banks, our own schools, our own everything. Like just like our own community, we spend money everywhere else. And everyone knows it is a fact that black people spend more money than than everybody. We spend trillions of dollars. We have the largest uh, consumer base. We spend the most money, but we make the least. Like something's wrong with that. And I think it's because we don't have an infrastructure. And I think that's something that we're going to get into one day I'm gonna talk to Jen about it, and um, I'm gonna try to get some other faces on too for that conversation because I think that's a conversation that we need to have, and it's not just about black people, not just about Hispanic people, not just about white people. It's it's something that we can do as a nation. I just think we're a greedy nation. I think we're a selfish nation. I just think that money really rules everything in America. It's a capitalistic society, and I just think that's what this is. And I think we're 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 seeing that, and people have been suffering because of it. Um. So I'm gonna briefly touch on that, but that'll be it. I think, I, cause a lot of these conversations can get super deep, and I don't want it to be one monotonous voice that you guys just hear. I would like to hear. I would like to set up where there's black people, there's white people, there's male and male and female speakers on, and which is easy to do, but it's a little bit more difficult to do since COVID is going on. Um. But I would like to have a, a variety of mindsets around to kind of like just have a meeting of the minds and just kind of see what other people think about just any topic that we have on the show. But some of these in general, because there there's a blueprint that can be laid. But I think that we get in our own way sometimes. We get greedy. We get jealous. We get selfish. Like It's just a lot of different things that come into play. But I really think if we would hit people in their pocketbook, we can make people wake up and listen. I really do. Um so some listener mail came in and I'm getting ready to rap soon. A lot of listener mail is about insecure because I know, you know, well, for many of you know that we covered uh, a couple seasons of insecure on the show. And that makes for great, you know, conversation between men and women or just people in general. But we are going to dis- uh, discuss that. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it uh for certain reasons i just i honestly just just really haven't had time since it's been out but me and jen do plan on talking about it and you know some of it's personal to me because some 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 aspects of the show mimic or mirror my real life and it'd be good to get my take on it and just you know have somebody to bounce ideas off of and i think i have two two people in mind that i would like to um you know review that show with episode by episode so we'll probably do like one episode a week or one episode each podcast or whatever that may be. 
um, just because time and, you know, things are changing in our lives. But hopefully we can get back on a weekly schedule once we get our get our lives sorted out. Um, but we definitely got some things coming on. There. So I got a lots of questions about Lawrence. I got lots of questions about Issa, the baby. We're going to get there. I just I just have not watched it, guys. I actually wanted to watch it as each episode came out and then we talk about it on the show and review of it leading up to the next episode and just kind of go from there so if you have watched it just re-watch it with us like re-watch it again look for things you didn't see the first time and and you know and put your input on and write us let us know what you think and we'll try to incorporate that in the show but look at our views and our takes and see if we missed some things that you got or if we got something that you may you know have missed so that's something that uh that's gonna be fun and exciting for us. Um, what else I got here? Mm. And I do got some special announcements. I got two big announcements coming up, and um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with that. Um, let's see what else I got. Uh, where is it? Oh, um, one more thing. How do I feel? Someone wrote in about how do I feel about Puerto Rico and D.C. becoming their own state and having voting rights. Um, I feel like this is something that I may have touched on before, but I definitely think Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. should be their own states or whatever you want to call it and have their own voting rights because you can't have taxation without representation and that's exactly what they do in dc and that's exactly what they've been doing in puerto rico they've been exploiting the people of puerto rico they've been raping the land and pillaging the land of their resources and their people and nothing is being done to help them like they still some places still have not recovered from hurricane maria and that's been a while but i guarantee if you go down there you see all these billion dollar million dollar trillion dollar investment properties and resorts popping up they're kind of they're basically gentrifying it. They're moving a certain type of people in and pushing the other people out of those popular places. And I don't think that's right. And I think with DC, and I think I think that the real reason, because I had this on my docket too to talk about, but I'm glad someone wrote in because they gave me a reminder to actually talk about it. And that's you know with the election coming up and different things. What election is passed now? But like all these different elections going on, and it just make you think. But I th- I think that they don't want uh, Washington, D.C. or Puerto Rico to get voting rights because it doesn't favor the Republican side of politics, because most likely D.C. is going to give you two more Senate seats that are going to be blue. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Puerto Rico will give them something similar to that will give them. In Puerto, and not Puerto Rican, but Republican eyes, they would give them an advantage. There'd be four more seats potentially that they got to deal with. Like DC is seventy percent black, like African, Jamaican, uh, Caribbean, all of these places, Trinidadian, all of these places are in there. Like Africa has a huge thing. There's a lot of Ethiopian people there. There's a lot of people from Eritrea there. It's a lot of people from everywhere in dc it's like a boiling pot there's a lot of minorities there so most likely if my calculations are correct and from the people i know that live up there and everybody that i've polled and asked they probably would vote blue and i don't think that's something that they want i think puerto rico would be do, do the same thing but i also think puerto rico is is attractive to a certain demographic of people because of because of the beauty of the land because of the people because of the food and the culture so that if they can put properties and resorts up and you know keep everybody else that who need the resources they're out they win like it's sad to see but that's just what we are people value property and materials more than they do the lives of other people like when people don't have water or electricity still that says something people in michigan flint michigan still don't have clean water but you can put up properties and no one wants to look back and do anything right and give back to the people like that's that's disheartening and that's heartbreaking because when you think about it, there's kids out there, there's moms, there's there's people's families that are out there suffering. But you watching a, a million dollar hotel be built right across the street from you or right around the corner. But no one's doing anything to help the people there. If they wanted to do this right, they would empower the people, build something that the people can use, give them jobs, give them opportunities. I'm not saying that they won't do that, but you're taking their land that because their house has now been destroyed and building on it. 
You're taking their resources and just exploiting them. Like, that's just kind of crazy when you think about it. But, like, imagine how that would feel if you're seeing condos pop up everywhere around you, but no one wants to lift a finger to help you build back your, your house. And everyone knows, well, I ain't going to say everyone, but a lot of people know in America the, the, the one of the stepping stones or cornerstones to generational wealth in America is having a house, having property. So there's no wonder why places like Sandy Springs, Roswell, Alpharetta, Buckhead have higher property values than some of the people that live in the southeast, southwest side of Atlanta. Like, you got to think about these things. Like, it's not valuable while you're there, but as soon as they can get you out of there, they raise the property value. And, like, that's not right. So now you go down Bankhead, you see condos and a rent $1,600, $1,700, uh, 1600 $1,700 for a one-bedroom apartment when the people over there are probably paying four or $500 for rent. And now you're raising the property value, but now they can't afford to pay those taxes. You're just moving people out. It's a lot of dynamics that, uh, or nuances that are involved in these things. And that's just kind of how I see it happening in Puerto Rico. And I see this some of the, something similar happening in D.C. They don't, you know, I think these cities and, you know, these cities and states, future states could um, become their own city. I know they got some legislation in passing, I think, passed the House or the Senate, probably the Senate. Um, not too long ago for for DC to become a state and they have all these bullshit reasons why they don't but they let Tennessee become a state when it rebelled you know so it's, it's just a lot they pick and choose but I know it's a politically a politically charged reason why they won't do it and I think that's the same thing for Puerto Rico there's no reason why you can't let these people vote on route but you can make rules for these people but they can't participate in the rules that you say are going to govern them like, I think that's just kind of backwards. But I think as America, we need to do better. If we can't keep saying we're great. We can't keep saying we're a great nation and we keep forgetting about the little people. Like we're not great until everyone is great. You're, the chain is only strong as its weakest link. And I really feel like that. So if you got people living in poverty and squalor, I think you need to be reaching down, helping them out. And I'm sick of people saying, oh, you got to put your bootstraps on and do. No, it don't work like that for everybody. It worked like that if you look this, look a certain way. But it don't work like that for everybody. Like, yeah, there are some self-made millionaires overnight. There's some shit you got to do. But some people have generational wealth where they can pass that down that they ain't got to go through the same things that a lot of people go through. We're 300 years behind. Some people haven't had a 300-year head start, 400, 500-year head start, 600-year head start. And some people are just, some people right now are the first people in their family to graduate college. Some people right now within the last 10 to 20 years are the first people to actually own their home. Or they may be the only people in their family that own a home. Like it's a lot. It's a lot that people don't think about. But these are some things that's been on my mind while I've been away. It's a, it's a couple more things, but I'm going to save it for another show. Um, but just know that some of these conversations are going to be re-brought up, retouched when we have the right minds. I've been trying to work on it, but things haven't lined up the way that I want them to just yet. But I know that they're coming. So you guys just sit tight. Just I appreciate you guys for uh, sticking in there and just keep listening to the show because the numbers are still good. Even though I haven't put out an episode in almost a month and a half uh, up until this point. But just 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 be patient with us, guys. It's coming. It's coming. And one, one last thing I want to say, I did get vaccinated or partially my job made us get it. So or at least my day job made us get it. So I, I got that. I got the first dose. I go back soon. Um, I'm gonna keep y'all updated on it. Of course, you guys know I didn't want to get it. I would have rather just wore my mask. Like I'm still wearing my mask regardless. Um, yeah, that's not gonna change. I'm not really like even around my family. I'm not really letting my mask down unless we got some space because you just don't know. Just because you're vaccinated does not mean that you can't get the virus. It doesn't mean that you can't spread it. it doesn't mean that you're not a carrier. Or a super spreader. So read upon, you know, the got CDC guidelines. And I hope people stop taking this as a joke because now we got all these other variants out there. And I think it's just gonna keep mutating. That's what viruses and diseases do. It's just like bacteria. You you come up with a, a antibacteria and you know what are those things called? Antibiotics and stuff like that. And they they get smart. They develop. They they mutate. They evolve. Just like every single thing on this earth evolved. So do diseases. They're not they're no different. But I'm gonna keep you guys updated on that. You know, like all my advice to you is just wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated, do some sort of all of them. 
if not all, if you can. But definitely wash your hands, wear a mask at the bare minimum. Do something. And just be careful out there coming into the holidays because there's probably going to be a surge from what they're saying. And again, check your CDC guidelines. I'm not an expert on the matter, but I do just want to encourage people to to do something. You know, use one of your liberties to to wear a mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated, whatever it is. And again, like I said, I did not want to get it, but I got it because they give you the choice of get vaccinated or lose your livelihood. And I don't really think that's a choice at all, but they give you two options. So it's a choice in their book by definition. But what good is having a choice if one of your choices is kind of like a no choice? But anyway, I digress. I'm going to get out of here. I don't know if I got a song of the week, but actually I do. I got a song of the week. It's something that I've been listening to a lot by artists I really love and enjoy. It is a song by Isaiah Rashad called Headshots featuring for the... I think it's featuring for the locals. I got a jam. I'm about to look, but it's a song. It's old, but he re-released that uh, his album like a deluxe, and he got some uh, what do you call them? Uh, new songs or some edits on there. But I love the song. I love just how this makes me feel. But I'm gonna let y'all listen to this. Y'all being safe out there. Holidays are coming up. I really wanted to play Hey Mr. by Isaiah Rashad, but I'm going to keep that one to myself. But check it out, guys. rights to any of the music that you're hearing today i'm just a fan trying to show support trying to give y'all some uh riding out music shout out to new jersey for being listeners shout out to all the loyal listeners out there i appreciate y'all i came up with a term for 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 the for you guys for the listeners but i'm still working on it i'm thinking about calling you guys the no names out there but I don't know Cause I don't have a name for this yet Podcast If a nigga follow me to the car garage I'ma spark it up That's a Mac with a Mac and a talk control Like my uncle son Got some and Isaiah Rashad is uh, one of the newer artists on TD. I think he came out maybe like 2016. At least I say I discovered him around 2016, and I've loved everything he's done since. I think my favorite album he has is The Sun's Tirade. Like, it's, it's great. Like, it's great. Now, he's different from the other TD artists, but he's similar to the other TD artists because he has like a... A southern style He's from Tennessee It's just different But it it, it fits It fits Make sure y'all I know we've been having A lot of death going on Uh, One of my grandma's sisters died So it's only two of her siblings So it's only two left out of 12 So I just want to take this time To say Love your loved ones Treat people with love Make smart decisions Cherish your family While you got them here Because like since 2018 Like my family has I've, I've been losing some people COVID hit Started losing some people too Fortunately none of my family Has, has been sick or, or died to COVID But But just You just Like I said You just never know When your uh, Your next You know your, your family can be gone Or when your next Breath could be your last So like I said Forgive people Who need to be forgiven You know Get some of the grief Off your chest You're not perfect None of us are perfect Live your life to the fullest. Like, don't go crazy and drink every day, but, like, do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Stop saying no to everything. Be open-minded. Take chances. Take risks because nothing happens or nothing changes without a little bit of uncomfortability and risk involved. 
you got that business that you're trying to launch do something different don't do what everybody else is doing and that, that was a section i want to talk about goals too but i'm gonna be here all night because i got a lot of shit i'm working on like like y'all know i make music y'all know i do podcasts y'all know i'm in the photography y'all know i'm in the film i'm into so many things like my hands are just everywhere i have an interest in politics i have an interest in engineering like i'm good at a lot of stuff i have a lot of interests that i'm into but you know, just take that risk, guys. Like, just go for it. Like, don't worry about what nobody's going to tell you. Don't worry about what people are going to say. Don't don't let the naysayers just 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 be negative nasties because what it really, really is is that people are just jealous that you're doing something that they're not because they could not do that thing that you're doing. So keep that in mind because, like I said, you only get one life. Like, start now. Start doing those things you've always said you wanted to do. And just be consistent. Keep going. Don't let nobody tell you no. And don't stop. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap. This has been this has been fun. It's been refreshing to get this off. Like I said, this is therapeutic for me. So this is how I get my thoughts off by talking to you guys. It's even better when you got people to talk to. But I think this is one of the better ones where I had a one monotonous voice. But anyway, y'all love each other. Good afternoon. I mean, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Be safe out there. Keep your head on the swivel. Peace.